Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat. It is Wednesday, the 2nd of September. And as you can see on the screen, or if you're listening via podcast, uh, this episode, we are going to have a, uh, a chat about John Boyega's like e- extremely moving and. Um, I'm sure for many people, eye-opening, I'm sure for a lot of people, status quo, uh, interview in GQ in the UK that has definitely, um, you know, sent uh, a lot of chatter around the Star Wars fandom. And we are very uh, lucky to be rejoined uh, back to the stream from the Sisters with Sabres podcast. We've got Maria. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Steel? I am overjoyed to be talking to you. And you're also on Yarvin Base, which is an amazing use of um, of technology. And, and, and definitely a, a huge plug for those just listening on the podcast to click the YouTube because Maria's broadcasting from Yarvin, you know. And also from the Sith list, our buddy, Less is More. How you doing, Less? I'm doing okay. Thank you for uh, introducing me as Less is More instead of Crunch Crunch. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what. I, if there's anything weird that Araj does, I, I just do the opposite. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I'm like... We'll take it there. Just take notes and do the opposite <laughs> from here on out. <laughs> yeah. And in his introductions, I don't even... Like I, 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 they're also there's someone gets like this Western music played. I don't know what's going on. Just like <laughs> that's Eric's, that's Eric's, and then just, uh, King Tom has his own thing. And yeah, just just get to what King Tom's been thinking. That's what yeah. I want to know. <laughs> that's that's true. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, as I uh, mentioned at the start of the pod uh cover story gq uk john boyega i'm the only cast member whose experience of star wars was based on their race which we've all learned a lot in uh the last couple of years about the way people treat each other that used to be so shunned you'd, you'd hide such things now they seem to be out in full force and I, I guess like a really stunning turning point for me and my understanding of other humans on the planet was that um when the force awakens trailer came out or the teaser and people got 
like in an Star Wars fans got in an uproar that there was a, a black stormtrooper. Um, you know, obviously very naive, looking back, extremely naive, but I was like, wait, Star Wars fans, like Star Wars is a, a movie for good people that teaches like <laughs> like like good morals and stuff. Doesn't that reflect back? But that sort of was the start of this sad um, snowball of awareness that um, we've got some different goals out there in in the oh. world and and thus in our fandom being it so apparently uh, yeah you're right um, yeah. but Maria when uh, you saw this pop up this morning um, give us give us your thoughts immediately i read the article i watched the video interview as well um just to get perspective on it i can't i wish i could say i was surprised like i i really wish i could make that face or even pretend to say that but i'm it's really par for the course um for black entertainers uh especially in america so it was it's sad um but i i kind of had a feeling that something was going on um, he was just always overly happy. Like, who's telling him to be so damn happy? Like, why can't he just be himself? Like, I always felt like there was something going on. Uh, and it's it's nice for him to actually speak out against it. It's really sad to see people trying to change the narrative, whether it's about Mandalorian 2 or these other things. Like, that's great. We're all happy about Star Wars, but let's let this man have his time to share his experience it's his experience he's not saying it's anyone else's this is just his experience in this franchise and it really hurts um that black people in star wars are still having these kinds of experiences uh in this time like i i really i'm disappointed um but you know it's it's unfortunate. That's all I can say is it's a, it's a damn shame and we need to do better and we need to demand better from Disney. So that's why I really pushed the hashtag today, Disney, uh, do better, you know, King Boyega to show our support. Uh, because right now the most important thing is that people who interact with Star Wars have a positive experience. If they want to broaden the fan base and get more people interested in it, then they have to show goodwill towards that group of people. Uh, Les, you, when I spoke to you this morning, you hadn't checked it out yet. So you might've seen a bit of the, the storm before the, um, yeah. So I saw, you know, basically when I woke up, I obviously like most crazy people, I opened my phone right away, went on social media and, uh, right on Twitter and you see John Boyega, I follow him. So you just see him start to like just lay these tweets out there of like, if you don't understand, you know, basically just saying in in a way, not defending himself for what he said, but right then and there, I'm like, okay, what did he say? What did he do? And then you look up in the GQ articles out and I started reading some of the article uh, right after you reached out to me, I started reading some of it. And again, like Maria said, it's just unfortunate. It's just a, Listen, uh, the NHL is having this identity crisis right now, the National Hockey League, and they're being asked to follow along with the other sports. And like Maria said, if you're going to want to include groups in certain groups, then you need to be understanding of those groups. You need to be open to those experiences and you need to be open to pull 
everything in that comes with reaching out to those groups and including those groups. So if they're just doing this to, if they were just doing this as like the ultimate pose as, okay, we're just going to make this, put this African, this black person out there and do this thing. It's like, uh, we could kind of see through that. And it kind of subsequently showed with the other movies, you kind of saw what the, the, I would say the de-evolution of Finn's character, you know, because we all saw the first trailer and yeah, I remember that the flack of why is there a black stormtrooper? There would never be, but it's like, why not? Like, why not? What's wrong with that? They would have obviously moved from clones to subscript, you know, to conscripting people like, hello, it's, it's not, it shouldn't be out there. Far-fetched thing, you know, but. And I have to say the hypocrisy of that is because if that head that popped up in the Stormtrooper outfit was of Adam Driver, right? Mm. Let's just mix it around like one of those great um, fan-casted Photoshopped posters, which I now hold so dear. <laughs> if Adam Driver popped up, none, guarantee, none of those people that complained about John Boyega being a Stormtrooper would say, Adam Driver, a storm. How come he's not Maori? Because, like, yep. if you're gonna if you're gonna think a if you're gonna think a stormtrooper is any color, if you're gonna presume that, how is Maori not that color? Because, yeah. you well, know, no, not that, only that. Not only that. If the Pacific, if the Asian Pacific Islander community made a stink about, hey, you erased our 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 position in this it would just get swept under the rug. It would just be like, oh yeah, things have changed. And, you know, they decided to pick people up and obviously they conscripted this person. So yeah, now there's a white stormtrooper. And it's like, so I want it in all honesty, I'm going to be honest as, as much of for me. And I say this all the time, I'm not as well-versed in star Wars as everybody else is. Um, but I enjoy star Wars for what it is. But my question is, was there a big issue when they revealed that the clone troopers were, maori troopers like was there this big of a problem did we have an issue then where like fan you know where fan sites going crazy like there's no way stormtroopers are all a bunch of islanders you know what i mean like did they have did this have the same movement or power that john boyega popping up out of a sand dune had you know that's I, my question yeah i i never you know, it was such a different way to communicate with people then. Mm-hmm. And and also, as I sort of alluded to at the start, it was something that if people had those feelings, like modern society at the time, um, yeah. let them know that they weren't to be shared. Like that was something that I guess you'd anonymously, you know, talk about online or whatever or at your whatever you you got going on but right I, I i don't recall it but also it wasn't a major um role do uh-huh. you know what i mean so it's not yeah like, no, yeah 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 it's not like you know it was qui-gon Jin or something like that um but yeah so I, I don't think there was even if um there was i don't think they had the platform oh no i actually take that back because um you know, and it's sort of another thing that would, like, 
feed into people's concerns about all this is you had um, Ahmed Best, who, you know, he was sort of like one of the original complained about pop culture things. And, um, you know, you, you talk about ring theory and it, it all rhymes and stuff in both of these the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy you had a um you know a black actor in a very prominent role mm-hmm. and uh-huh. then in the next movie their role was um you know subdued and i have to say that like i love john boyega in uh, the Last Jedi, and I like from my point of view because I enjoyed it so much. I didn't see it as like sidelining or whatever, but that's his experience. He knows so much more, and I'm looking at it from a much more like different viewpoint. Do you know what I mean? And but I sort of hope people that are sort of maybe listening to this maybe cynically um, or to mentally debate. It's like, well, this is his experience and him speaking about it is like, that's not helping his career. It's like, you know, there's this whole mentality of, um, oh, you know, they did so much for him or anyone, do you know what I mean? They got him there and it's like, for the people that help you out in life, you, you, you still, you can be thankful for that and acknowledge that, but still like critique them. It, it doesn't like, right. it, it's not like you can give someone $5 million and go, oh, forget about all this other stuff that I do. That's horrible. I gave you $5 million. I've done so much for you, right. which I guess is essentially what a, a payoff is. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I was sort of just like, I just hope people would um, sort of look beyond like this film sucks or that film sucks because of this and acknowledge, like get rid of the tribalism and just acknowledge these critiques that he has made are applicable to all the films. Like, and why is that? Not like which one did it worse. It's like, why why is this happening in any um, of these? Uh, yeah, like, how do you, um, guys sort of equate, like, put together your feelings of, like, with, with, like, John's comments and, like, the films that you love? Well, I don't think it's that much different for me from other actors who have experienced issues on set or they've been sexually harassed on set. I know um, there's a couple female actresses that I follow, you know, who have experienced stuff or wrestlers, you know, I'm a big Naomi supporter, you know, and she's pushed down at WWE a lot. Um, And it's because of systemic racism that more blondes get, get more breaks in the WWE than she does. And it, it hurts as a fan, but at the same time, if I back off, then that's one less voice championing for inclusion and diversity and, and pushing that idea forward. So as much as it hurts, like I have to stand and fight. So that's how I feel about it. Yes, it sucks. It doesn't really taint my vision of, of the movies. Like I I'm free.
ability to interpret what I see however I want, uh, and I choose that over, you know, um, looking at it how others would look at that. Um, but I'm not going to fall out of love with Star Wars. I am going to ask Star Wars and Disney to do better. That's what I'm going to do, is I'm going to continue to push the envelope and, and demand for better treatment in the future. Uh, because if we just drop it now and we just go home and say, fuck it, like nothing gets better. But we have a responsibility as the fans to write the narrative, right? Because there's other people right now trying to steer it into other directions because they're uncomfortable or they don't like what's being said or they don't know how to respond. Uh, and we need to keep the narrative consistent with humane treatment for all actors, making sure that the actors feel comfortable uh, while on set expressing themselves, and we need to champion for that as the fans, because if we don't, they're just going to skate by with whatever they can get away with. One of the um, sort of the devil's advocate sort of things I've seen online is like, well, the films were so rushed, they didn't have time to flesh out all these characters. And to that, it's like, well, why is it always like the people of color that are getting left out in like the hurriedness is not the issue. It's like, why is it like, why is it Kelly Marie Tran? Why is it John Boyega um, uh-huh. that they get dropped? Like the, right. they, they're the loose ends. Like why is yeah, like, they're, it? They're less important. You're absolutely right. They are less important for whatever reason. That's a great question. The same thing was said about Ray Fisher on the set of Justice League, and he's also speaking out. And these black actors need to speak out, and they need us to listen and hear them and champion for them and demand better for them. Because if not, if they just do it themselves, they say, oh, this actor's too whiny, too needy, we'll hire somebody at a cheaper price. We need to demand better for all black actors, for all people of color. Absolutely. Yeah, because like when you're talking about, you know, the WWE and WWF, like that's uh, like it's such a, I don't know, it's double-edged sword or whatever, because it's it's so fun to watch, but it does have such a, like a, like disgraceful history of um, Absolutely. You know, exploiting stereotypes. And they still don't have health care. Those workers need health care. How about that? If oh, they anyone, definitely, anyone jumping off of a turnbuckle yes. and doing a somersault, doing three somersaults and landing fully splashed on their stomach onto someone, yes. they, they, you should be paying for their damn health care. That's a general, yes. I mean, that is a given. If, yeah, that's, that's crazy to that's me. That's a fun fact I wanted to that. drop in. That is crazy to me. That is so insane, dude. And, and, yeah. And to know that you get hurt, you got to come out of your own pocket. That's that's nuts. And to know that you can... So, and then that comes to the other thing because there's a lot of times you get this whole thing of, well, if you work hard and you keep your head down, things will come to you. And, you know, well, John Boyega did that. You know, he worked hard. He, he was part of an indie film that caught heat. You know, he did some things. He, you know, he built himself up. And now it's like, hey, man even though I'm working hard and I'm doing my thing, people are still exploiting me. People are still pushing my characters. You know, people are still not listening to me when I, you know, suggest something or this is the direction we're going in. I I guess I got to go with it. Here we are. Now all of a sudden you look up and it's like, it was a terrible experience. 
So yes, as an and, and here's the issue: he's not the only actor to have terrible experiences or to see their characters change. You know, what about actors that totally got recast? There's plenty of people, yep. you know, there's plenty of white people, white actors that totally get thrown out and that's it. See you later. And, you know, if their experiences are told, it's like, oh, poor thing, you know, but here it is. It's like, dude, you should be lucky you're in Star Wars, man. You should be grateful. you're yep. in Star Wars. And it's like, well, it's, it, it was just, a, just, there's plenty of stories out there and mm-hmm. old fairy tales or old stories out there that have that are just as good as Star Wars, dare I say it? Star Wars just happened to be the most, the thing that blew up the most. Let's just be honest here. Like, Star Wars just happened to be the thing. I mean, if Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was made into an awesome live action thing back in the day and it blew up and they'd be like, dude, you should, you should be luckier in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, you know? It's just, this is the thing that impacted everybody, culturally blew up. And you know what? Everyone should be a part of this. It shouldn't yeah. be... You know, it shouldn't be it for fit for John Boyega to be cast as a lead character in Star Wars. That is such a huge fucking deal. I'm in my 40s. I grew up wanting to. And this is how kind of weird things are. I actually wanted to be Luke Skywalker and I don't look anything like the man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I look nothing like that. But as a kid, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, my God, he's the greatest thing ever. He's the best thing. I, I'm totally Luke Skywalker. And it's like. And then every now and then somebody would say something stupid like, you can't be Luke Skywalker, dude. And I'm like... Right. The world tells you you can't be that. You know, it's... it's just, So... Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to tie that up at the end of it. It's just, that's his experience. And if you're going, like Maria said, and even him, even John Boyega, one of his quotes, if you're just going to include people and you want to push that push the line forward and, 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 and kick the door in and all that stuff, you know, just do better, do the right thing. Don't stuff a kiss at the end of the rise of Skywalker. Don't just stuff it in there for 0.002 set tenths of a second or whatever and go, okay, we did that. Uh, you know, lesbians should be happy. It's like, no, <laughs> what, what, what happened there? They just, what, 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 do you, what about them? We did we know nothing about them. We know nothing nope. about what happened there. They just mm-hmm. did this thing. And and it's not perfect. It's Star Wars, even even when you look at the other movies, they're not all perfect, but they are there. And but now going forward, if you have a blueprint and if you have the the even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The mindset and the actual goal to do so, then now you have to do better. Now you're on the clock. And you probably dropped the ball back in 2017, but let's do this right going forward. Let, let's let's step it up and do this right going forward. Um, one sort of thing that I've never thought of until this year, actually, I was listening to um, the Lords of the Sith podcast, and they were talking about how 
you know, John Boyega was marketed as something that he wasn't. And, you know, you, you are saying less that, you know, you loved Luke Skywalker. So as, as did I, mm-hmm. and then they, they, they market John Boyega as this Jedi uh, for the whole of 2015. And sure. now I, like as myself at the time, them keeping that Ray had the lightsaber in the end a secret. I thought that was a, like a great surprise, but I hadn't considered the people of color that were just like, Oh my God, that's like, I'm seeing like someone like me as a Jedi, like they're in like Walmart or whatever. And they're seeing the blue saber. It's like this, like in retrospect, this iconically, it's an iconic image, but it's not, it's a fake out. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, you're seeing the, the setup time. for the joke, but like, like did, like, did that hit with you at the time, Wes? Oh, it totally did. Uh, that, like I said, that first trailer, when we see that first trailer and you know, his head, he comes out of the sand and you're like, Oh hell yeah. And then you see in subsequent trailers, he's holding the lightsaber. He's holding it. He's raw. So you, obviously he, he doesn't know what's going on. Right. Cause the way he's holding it and wielding it against Kylo and against the, uh, the, the shock trooper, whatever that one is. You're like, oh, okay. He's in my mind. I'm going. This guy's got the force. The force awakens, like the title says. And you're like, oh, dude. And he's gonna have to learn. Like he's gonna go find Luke, and they're gonna teach this guy everything, or he's gonna have to figure it out on his own. It was like, okay, what's going on here? It was really cool. And then as you watch the movie, and then as you see subsequent reveals, you go, oh, okay. But then you you hold out hope. I'll be honest. I held out hope. I'm like. There's got to be some force sensitivity there. There's got to be something. You don't do that. You don't just set this guy up and market him and then fight the subsequent battles because J.J. Abrams had to speak out against people, you know, being angry at John Boyega being even there. You know, we talked about it already where, you know, there's a black stormtrooper and he's like, well, I don't care if he's purple. You know, there's there's going to be a black stormtrooper. So it's like there and there can be black force wielders. Mace Windu, anybody? hello like it's not hard to fathom it's not hard to think about but it did ultimately i held out hope and then i will say at the end of rise of skywalker i'm like they just didn't do it they just really didn't like they got they they built it up you got through everything else then you get to rise of skywalker and i'm just like they did nothing with they they didn't even reveal that he is force sensitive or anything like what now you know, what now? And so it, it, that was probably the biggest disappointment for me is is that at the end of the whole trilogy, there's not even an inkling that the guy's got, a, a, you know, it's him. Ultimately, what we find out is that it's Ray and, and Broom Boy are the only two people out there now sensitive in the force. Am I wrong? Like that, that's for me, that's what you saw. Like, that's what I saw is like, okay, this guy can make manipulate the broom with the force and Ray is like the ultimate power now because she's taking everybody else out. But what happened to Finn? Like there's got I, I just held out hope and it never came for me. So yeah, it did it did it, it did mess with me a little bit. It was something that I, I do keep in my back pocket. How about you, Morel? Uh yeah, to kind of piggyback off of what Les was saying, the lightsaber does represent something. 
uh, in Star Wars, whether people are aware of it or not. It's an instrument. It's a symbol, you know, uh, of freedom and of strength uh, and uh, of leadership, you know. So I feel like it it does a disservice not only to the fandom but also to the individuals who like it or not, we all project onto the characters we see on screen. Oh, that's a woman. I'm a woman. That's a per- person of color. I'm a person of color. That's a man. I'm a man. Very few people project themselves onto people that don't look like them. You know, my husband has never looked at Ray and said, gosh, that's me up there. Like, he's never said that because he's a dude, you know, and he looks more like Hux than he does Ray. So he, he identifies with that. Uh, but I think it it's hurtful that we can't be there's a there's a ceiling where we can only go so high and even like Mace Windu um his character was corrupted and made you know into kind of a a trope you know of like the um I don't want to say that word but I I want to say um he was authoritarian authoritarian yeah yeah yeah. he definitely was not relinquishing any any power he was it may not have shown but he definitely was like he his position consumed him completely and you know he's he's on the high council right and he's like i'm not letting anybody in i want to hold on to this power you know i want to hold on to our position yes that's that's for sure yeah For sure. And it's like, I don't want us seen in that light. And especially when there's only one person of color, one black person on the call sheet. It is so important that that one person represents the best of us. We cannot afford to have anything less than the best because we don't know who's going to see this film. It could be a young black person. It could be somebody who's never interacted with a black person. And this is their, what they're getting, what they're receiving. This is the first thing that they're getting, you know, and we need to make sure that that example is a positive one. And I, I think that even with Mace Windu, we dropped the ball a little bit and there were opportunities for sure. Um, I know that's why I started an initiative for the new uh, High Republic series, because there is only one black female character. And, and I want to make sure that she represents the best of us. They, they must have heard you in a way because they saw that they redid the, some a new drawing came out so I saw that she looks a lot better. You like that? Yeah, I you saw like that. that. So they must they must have heard <laughs> the sisters was coming. The yeah, they heard the sisters <laughs> were coming. The They're yeah. like, ah, let's fix this because that hashtag is out there. We don't want to mess around. Um, yeah, I saw that. It's just it's so coincidental that you know two weeks after the podcast and a tweet from Justin Bolger and Justina Ireland. You know, yeah. all of a sudden the character looks a little different. A little. That's weird. That's so they, they weird, just, dude. Hopefully they don't kill her in the first 10 pages, though. But right, right. That's it. You're like one of those good influencers. That's what I do. It's either, hey, you listen or you don't, or you start getting yelled at, and it's one or the other. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. No, it really is. I mean, and even, okay, so, and I've been looking at some of this uh, in the article, and he made certain points when you have the experience is 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 a big deal as in in anything if i'm an actor now look i i keep my hair short but i have super tight curly hair and Uh when it grows out it's it's it looks like a sponge it's an it's a it's that's what it is because we're i'm i'm black um 
So I have to go to certain barbers. You know what I mean? I have to have certain people, you know, do my thing. I remember watching, uh, what is it? America's Next Top Model years and years ago. And there was a scene where there was a, a setup in the in the show. And first of all, they called out Tyra Banks for this. But one of the models, she was sitting in a chair and she had the team around her doing the makeup and doing the hair. And they were all like white people and they didn't know how to cut her hair or style her hair. She started with like a nice little bob cut, a little business fade as it's called. And she, by the end of the whole thing, they were like, oh, sorry, but they pretty much cut her hair down to like my length. And she was like, what? And she said it on the show, like in the confessionals, why didn't they have a black person there who knew how to do my hair? You know, who knew what to do? She's like, now look at me, like my hair is gone. They cut it all off because they didn't know how to to use the clippers a certain way in the style of black woman's hair, you know? And she's like, and I wasn't going to, there were no wigs. So you can't just throw a wig on and be like, all right, cool, go for it. She's like, they were they were told to do something there and they messed it up. So if John Boyega's having problems with haircuts, that's a big deal. Like if somebody's telling him, hey man, you can't wear that hairstyle or we won't, we don't want to do that, you know, on on set or during the press tours, that's a little, that's, that's a red flag for me. That is a major red flag for me. And Maria touched on something before that I've been thinking about all day. And that's John Boyega in Star Wars interviews. And when I, I, I've been lucky enough to interview like the cast of the movies twice. And they're just for like three minutes. They're just like little, you know, runway sort of press things. Mm -hmm. And I always found it super hard to get a serious answer out of him. And like now looking back and, and, you know, I was just reading something today about an actor that worked with um, Chadwick Boseman and said, I, I I thought he was like a bit of a a priss because he had all these people looking after him. And then he finds out why he had the people looking after him. And it's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, you have to see, you know, yeah. sometimes you have to tilt the, the camera over to see, um, you know, what's really mm-hmm. happening. And this morning when I was reading the article and how he's sort of free of all the Star Wars press, it was like, oh yeah, I could so imagine that him just like going, just going to put on a big smile, clown about and... Um, you know, move on with my day. So, so when, when you mentioned that, it was sort of just like dying, like it, yeah, it, it really, um, like looking back, like it really fits. Now we do have to keep it um, a bit timely because Maria is uh, hanging out with us on her lunch break. Uh, but I did just want to touch upon the issue. Um, I'm not sure which way it falls i know you guys have got an opinion on it with disney plus and disney lucasfilm announcing the date of the mandalorian premiere uh this morning which it's visually not a good look (laughs) i before we go to you guys I, i did talk to someone that um is sort of very involved with this stuff behind the scenes, not with Disney per se, but they said it would be very unlikely that they would change the date of the announcement because it's all 
like calendared out. This is sort of like this, they would see like, you know, maybe sadly as a, a blip in the radar that was, is going to last for three days, but this promotional rollout they've strategized. Um, I would say read the room and maybe hold it off even if it was planned, but um, Maria, I know um, you had some production meeting thoughts on that one. (laughs) I I do actually, I have quite a bit. Um, And to your point about hair, uh, Les, you know, for those people who still don't believe there's systemic racism in the world, like when you go to a hotel and you check in and you go to the bathroom, look at the hair care products. How many times do you ever see a black person's hair care product put in the hotel for the person that's coming in it's because only certain people are supposed to be there whether that's the intent or that's what they're they're thinking that is a subtle subtext of what's going on so that's i think why we bring important. our own that's why we we have to bring our own we have to have our own methods because no one looks out for us so just another example for those people who still aren't sure, they're still on the fence, they don't know what's happening, uh, think about it. You know, when you go places like, hmm, is there an option for black people here? What's going on? And ask questions. Uh, But to your point about the whole um, Mandalorian um, situation, I I don't think it was done in the best time. Like you said, it's kind of distasteful. And even if the press rollout is, is happening whether the ball rolls or not, it's, it's in motion. There's nothing we can do about it. That's okay. Um, I'd like to see the fandom start writing their own story instead of just accepting what's given to them. Let's decide for ourselves which uh, piece of information is more important. The Mandalorian Season 2 coming out that we already knew was coming out in October. We already knew there was a Season 2. There's nothing new or pivotal about this information or the fact that someone's human rights are not being taken as seriously as they should while they're on a Star Wars set. And I think we need to come to the realization which one is more important and start championing for that. And we have to make a decision on what we're going to tweet about, what we're going to comment on, because they're looking to see what we're talking about, whether you think so or not. Um, To your point about the hair care products, it always comes back to me is the the tan the skin colored band-aids like that is such a like you know people oh they've got you know whatever they've got like people with color ones now oh it's so politically correct it's like all right well if it doesn't matter wear a fluoro pink one like john i mean like like you are wearing the skin colored one because it matches your skin color so and 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 of course you know with the hotel thing, it's like, if you go and ask, then I, I, I'm sure there's the concern that someone's going to, you're going to have this more tension in your life with someone judging you for it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's better off. It's an you know, awkward conversation. It is definitely. Hey, do you have uh, some, some with a little bit more cocoa butter in it? And they're going to be like, mm, <laughs> no, we don't. Most, even if you go ask, they don't have it. So it's, it's pointless to ask. It really is. It's pointless to ask, but it's like, you know, you just, you, you want to make sure you accommodate everybody. And yes, the band-aid should have been coming in different color shades since they started. It's like everybody gets cut and bleeds. So hello, <laughs> like if I want to hide that I got cut, yeah, why am I going to wear this like pasty pink 
Band-Aid, even look at me, I do have, I am light. So it's, I have no issue with that. But my brothers are dark. You know what I mean? My family, the rest of my family are dark. So it's like, yeah, it's something that, and, and these are things in all honesty, Steel, these are the stuff that Maria and I are talking about. And that even John Boyega is bringing up and then we're talking about like, you know, hair care and all those little things that just shows you, these are things that we talk about in our own house constantly. You know what I mean? It's something that we always say. Um, It's something that always comes up. It's something that we see daily when we go places. So for a lot of times, I mean, and it just brings us up. I'm going to say the two words here. You know, it's, it's, it's a systemic issue. It really is. And in in some cases it may not be racism. I don't want to, I, I, it may not be that way, but it sure as hell looks like it. You know, it really does. It's as simple as that. Duck is quacking. The duck is walking. It's a duck. You know, it's a flat, it's a straight up duck. And when you look and it's like, oh, hey, you, we know what to do. Like it says here, we, they knew what to do with Adam Driver. They knew what to do with Daisy Ridley. But then it's like with everybody else, it was just like, you know, I'm pretty sure it's like, oh, you can wear that out there, right? All right, you're on. Go, go ahead, go ahead. You know, it was like, that's your outfit for the set, you know, like for, for the day shoots, you're, this is what you got. You got, you okay with that? And it's like, no, I can't wear this. Or, you know, my hair doesn't, you know, it's, it, there's always something. And you just want to be able to make maintain the consistency throughout the whole thing at the end of the day. You just want to make sure the experiences are all the same for everybody. And again, for me, when I'm looking on, when I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see all these things and it's like the aftermath and, and, the, and the people upset at John Boyega voicing his opinion. This isn't the first time a disgruntled actor says something about their experience and it is not going to be the last. Like that's the other thing. It is not going to be the last. And in some cases, you know, they become big stars and they do a tell all book later or they do something else and it's all listen to this juicy details. But in other cases, you know what? You can't do that. You just got to say something. And for all the crap he's been through and all the stuff that he's had to deal with, yeah, I'd, I'd totally be like, oh, yes, <laughs> you really want to know what's going on? And I'll spill the tea full out, like just just dump it all over the place. If that was me, I mean, and he, I, I totally agree with him. So, Well, we better wrap it up as uh, so Maria can get back to... Uh putting food on Ahsoka's space table. Yes. But um, I am sure that um, if you want to hear more from Wes and Maria, these conversations will continue on their podcast. Uh, Maria, would you run through the sizzle for us? Uh, Yes. So we just finished an episode. It's edited and it's ready to go. It'll be released Sunday night. Uh, and then we're going to record again Saturday, and we will address this issue entirely, as well as Chadwick Boseman's passing on Sisters with Sabres. And we are at Sabres with on Twitter, and I'm at Blurred Girl Jedi on Twitter. We'll see you then. Less for fans of very awkward introductions and great pop culture chat. Where can they go? Uh, you come on over to hang out with us at the Sith List. It's uh five we were the four horsemen but we added a king so now we're four knights in our king uh that's uh eric struthers uh aran dolachai carlos arguello and uh king tom chansky are on the show with um, myself and uh we release episodes every sunday we record every wednesday so if you we're recording tonight if any of you guys have email 
email questions or voicemails you guys want to leave us go right ahead excellent so uh make sure you uh get on to those ones i um thank you so much for coming on at such short notice and as our buddy and our mentor sal perella said in the chat this is um this is bigger than star wars you guys ah yes It, it it sucks that um our escape isn't an escape because Mm-mm. there's no escape. You're right. Yep. So let's um, do what we can to um, understand where everyone is coming from and their different perspectives and their different life experiences. Like I, I just have to say, Maria on the on the live on the virtual virtual celebration talked about her experience at having Ahsoka and. Mm-hmm. I, I said to Jackie afterwards, I was like, oh my God, I like talking to Maria about having a soaker and like, it's just a total other experience. Mm. Like, and, 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 you, and you just think that like in a place where a woman's about to give birth to like a, a new human, it'd be, you know, but again, naivete. And I, I thank you guys for helping to um, scratch a bit of that away for all of us today. I so appreciate it. Love you guys. Um, everyone look out for each other out there. Try to understand where we're all coming from. And um, then once you work out that someone's coming from a horrible place. Yeah, speak exactly. Out. Do what you yeah, can. Do what you can. Um, thank you guys so much. We will see you back here 12 o'clock tomorrow. So appreciate it. And may that force be with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.